How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad to have you with me today. Today, we've got a very exciting guest talking about herbs, and he's better known as the herbal pharmacist. But before we get into that, I would like to let everybody know how to get a hold of me or connect with me and you can connect with me on Facebook on the Healing Whisper page as well as Twitter, LinkedIn and my website thehealingwhisper.com and I want to encourage everyone to head on over to voiceamerica.tv and after this show today you can head over there and see my latest video that I have put up about the healing codes number two and again I need to let everybody know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure every anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Mary Ann Chase, and my guest today, David Foreman. Please always check with a licensed health care provider about any concerns that you may have. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me as a guest today. It's, it's always a, a pleasure uh, to be able to share, so thank you for having me on. Well, you're certainly welcome. I am just really excited about today's subject, but before we get into that, I want to let everybody know a little bit about you. David Foreman is a pharmacist, author, and media personality known to consumers nationwide as the herbal pharmacist. He is well-versed on the healing powers of herbs, vitamins, and other natural supplements and how they interact with pharmaceutical drugs. Foreman's career as a registered pharmacist gives him the foundation to now impart his expertise in physiology, pharmacology, and integrative medicine to educate consumers on cutting-edge approaches to natural health and healing. His shift from traditional pharmacy to herbal pharmacy was based on his belief that education is the key to understanding that natural health plays a vital role about the benefits and power behind natural herbs, supplements, and functional foods. Foreman is a graduate of the University of South Carolina College of Pharmacy. He currently serves on Organic and Natural Health Association Scientific Advisory Board and is author of Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. And David, with that said, so you went to pharmacy school and Mm -hmm. I assume practice as a traditional pharmacist for some time, and what caused the shift to go into 
becoming the herbal pharmacist? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I get asked that so many times, and it's usually by people when they're trying to think I lost my mind. <laughs> um, and in this case, at least I know that's not your angle. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, like, like my little bio there, you know, that you read, um, you know, my, my background is traditional pharmacy and um, I started getting interested in uh, natural medicine after spending a couple of weeks with my uh, brother-in-law. He was an ex-professional baseball player, um, 14 to 15 years older than me, and yet he seemed like he was younger than me and had that, you know, vitality that, you know, everybody wants. And um, and it just really intrigued me that he was incorporating such a really strong influence of um, and back in those days, it was primarily just herbs and herbal supplements. And of course, he ate right. I mean, he was ridiculous. He he really was <laughs> a, a good a good mentor right out of the gate. Um, you know, with uh, diet, exercise, spirituality, and and taking supplements. So he he was a powerful influence on it. And then um, as my interest was peaked by that, um, I started to do my own due diligence and reading and, um, uh, you know, I ended up learning something that I feel like is one of the big, biggest misconceptions about natural medicine, um, or, uh, you know, medicinal herbs and supplements is that a lot, of, I learned that there's an awful lot of powerful, uh, substantiated research on those things. Um, whereas, most people, I think, especially in modern medicine, are under the uh, impression that there's never any research, and this is just all smoke and mirrors. And 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 learning the science and, and understanding there were scientific studies uh, really spoke to the pharmacist brain that I have. <laughs> and and then you know and then I and then to be honest with you, I had some personal experiences. You know, as I learned more, um, you know, I started doing things for myself or my wife at the time. And, you know, I started seeing just the power just in our own personal experiences. And I hate, I hate to use testimonies. And um, I think testimonies are great in that it, I'm really happy that, you know, the, that, ha that good thing happened to someone or for someone. But, um, but just to, to see and feel it myself was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. And I, I really spent a lot of time doing more and more research and reading and education and it, you know, here I am today, you know, traveling the world, speaking on the topic, and uh, I'm currently in Atlanta, Georgia, um, getting ready to do some TV segments here. So I travel, uh, you know, so it's been an interesting metamorphosis, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, it, it certainly sounds like it. Yeah, and, you know, I asked the question from the perspective of, of really understanding what uh, the the modern medicine looks at it. You know, my sister is a neurologist, and, you know, when I started taking supplements and herbal, paying attention to herbal things, she just kind of looked at me and said, well, that's just expensive urine. And yet, we know that all of our modern, well, I shouldn't say all, a lot of our modern pharmaceuticals 
were originally herbs. You know, the most, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is willow bark and how aspirin was developed out of willow bark. Yeah, I, I, I tell people, um, I, you know, I think the largest profession that gave me pushback on what I'm doing today um, over the last couple of decades now um, were actually pharmacists. And it always <laughs> it mist, it mystified me why a pharmacist of all of the professions, you know, healthcare providers out there, would would feel that way when 30% of the drugs that we have currently on the market, you know, like you just mentioned, white willow, and one of my favorites is foxglove, um, which is where the drug digitalis comes digitalis. from, digoxin, yeah, and, you know, and is one of the most widely prescribed medications on the planet, probably, you know, uh, it, at least if you've had some sort of, you know, congestive heart failure or, or heart rhythm issue. I mean, I, there are probably better things out nowadays. But, um, you know, when, when I, I go back to them and say, yeah, but 30% of the drugs that we have on the market came from a plant or the thought or the concept of it came from a plant. And then man figured out how to make it synthetically. But, um, you know, there are just thousands and thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands of clinical trials and, and you know, just like you said, probably the biggest substantiator is that, hey, we all, if we didn't have these plants, a lot of the drugs that we have wouldn't even be on the market, and there'd be a lot more dead people around, I'd have to say. Yeah, well, that that's possible, and yet, on the other hand, uh, we are now beginning to understand, or not just beginning, but we are understanding that the herb, the plant itself, is probably better than the distilled, if you will, uh, drug that that came from that plant because of the synergistic properties of the plant itself. Well, yeah, I see that. I see that a lot, um, even in quote, nat- and I, I'm going to use the word natural and, and I'm, I'm making air, parent- air quotation marks here. Um, okay. <laughs> and even, even in natural health, because, you know, um, matter of fact, it's, there's a, uh, uh, a topic I'm covering right now for the media, um, and uh, and we talk about heart healthy foods that maybe aren't heart healthy, and and uh, one of the one of the ingredients that I mention is resveratrol, which comes from um, from red wine, probably or red grapes uh, is the primary way that we can get that into our diet. But it's yeah. interesting to me because because in the food source of it. We need micrograms, but in the supplement version of it, we need milligrams. And because we've sort of made a drug out of what was something natural, and and you're right, I, I've been preaching synergy for you know for a long time now, and and I feel like sometimes you know people don't realize that you know it, it's not just one entity, of, you know, vitamin, mineral, or what we call phytochemical, plant chemical, in in those plants that makes it do what it does. It's the blend of those things that makes it do what it does. And when we start to mess with it and like you just said, make a drug out of it, um, they become one, they become way more toxic to the body. Um, and two, um, you know, I feel like we, we left behind so many other great components that provided added benefit to that plant. Yeah, and uh, one of the fascinating things for me, and I've read some of the material that you've put out, is that uh, we're 
as a culture beginning to uh, look at this again, not that uh, herbs were the main source of medicine for thousands of years, but uh, you said that half of all medical schools, now I assume this is in the world, but they're now offering courses on alternative medicine and including the plants as medicine. Yeah, they are, and it, it is a global thing, and it's uh, most in most cases it's an elective. Uh, you mentioned in the intro, um, I went to the University of South Carolina College of Pharmacy, um, and uh, I just met with, I've been meeting with them over the last mm, seven or eight months. Uh, it looks like they're going to have me become a professor at my school uh, to teach a class on complementary or off we'll call it alternative um, medicine or functional medicine, um, but it'll be as an elective. And that's, that's the sad thing. It's an elective they can choose where I feel like there's so many millions of, of people, especially here in our country, we'll just focus on the U S there's so many people in the U S that are now using supplements as, as part of their, their healthcare philosophy and quote treatment program. And I, you know, I, um, I gave a talk last year to a large group of medical providers, and I said, you don't have to necessarily agree with what I do. You don't even have to believe in what I do, but you need to learn about what I do because your patients are using it, and you need to at least have a half of a clue about what they're doing so that you can help them and give them better counsel. It doesn't mean they have to become experts, but to just shut a patient off and say, that's just a weed and not a seed or like you were talking about, you know, a family member that, you know, said it's just expensive urine. To me, that's naive for, for healthcare professionals now to do that because we know these things work. And instead of looking at it as witchcraft and voodoo medicine, um, what will end up happening is p- patients won't tell their healthcare provider they're using these things. And, and then something more serious may happen. And, right. and I, I and, and that's my big, one of my biggest concerns is, you know, um, to cause harm to anybody. Like that's my, in my own little head, that's my biggest paranoia is I, whenever I'm counseling or doing radio or TV, I can remember that people are now, if they do anything I say, they're taking their life and health into their hands based on my advice, and that makes me a very nervous guy. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it does anybody who's in the healthcare professions. And and a lot of times people uh, that are beginning to take these medicinal herbs do not understand that they can have interactions with the pharmaceuticals that they have been prescribed for possibly a very good reason that uh, the interaction may have very negative consequences. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny. Uh, I wrote a book several years ago, and, and one of the things, uh, and I've written articles as well on the topic of um, interactions with, with supplements, and I always tell people, everybody, whenever they hear or interaction, they often think of the negative interaction. It made things worse. You got sicker. Um, but in, in natural medicine, what I see more of are positive interactions, which mean people can are able to get to a point of uh, being able to reduce dosages of the medicines they're already on, or in some cases further down the road, even have a complete elimination. But again, these are things that people need to discuss with their healthcare provider, because it's not like you start taking a supplement and immediately eliminate any any treatment program that your your physician or healthcare provider is giving you, that's 
that's naive on a patient's you know level. You know, these are things that we need to discuss, and and maybe over time people can eliminate. But that's the positive interaction that happens right. in a lot of cases with people. Right. Well, David, it is time for a break. So, folks, when we come back from the break, we will talk about some conditions that uh, David has found some herbs that will help. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, and this is Dr. Marianne Chase and my guest, David Foreman, the herbal pharmacist. Today we have been talking about medicinal herbs, and now let's just get into the subject that David really wanted to talk about, and there are three uncontrolled Let me say that again. There are three (laughs) uncomfortable situations that exotic herbs can ease. Now, I I can say that one of these herbs I don't really see as exotic, but let's. (laughs) Those three conditions are asthma, prostatitis or BPH, and constipation. Now, David, I'm curious. Why did you choose these three conditions? Yeah, my my publicist was <laughs> she and I went around and around on this one. Um, <laughs> I do have to tell you. Well, um, all right. So for asthma, um, 
uh, this one probably makes the most sense to people, I think, because um, there's nothing more embarrassing, not necessarily embarrassing, but more annoying to you if you have asthma and or the people around you uh, when you when you end up with that uncontrollable cough. Um, and anybody with asthma knows a lot of times, you know, it starts simply and it and, and it and it uh, moves on rather rapidly. Um, the second one, uh, prostate health issues. Um, I picked this one because no one ever talks about it, and I'm a 53-year-old guy. Um, I, in my life, I have actually had prostate issues, and the, the subject matter um, is very sensitive to the point where the symptoms of prostate problems, and I'm not talking about necessarily even having a full-blown, quote, disease of it, but just having prostate issues. Uh, the things that happen to a man when they have a problem um, even as simple as prostatitis, which just means an inflamed prostate gland, are things that we're not going to even tell our spouse. They're, they can, you know, like dribbling or, you know, basically meaning you know, after you've done urinating, you know, you just continue to dribble. Um, there, it, it can affect. Um, it can affect you when you're you're making love. It, it, it affects. Uh, you know, people becoming discom- or having discomfort then, or maybe not even wanting not even wanting to have sex because you're that uncomfortable or uh, maybe you're you're waking your spouse up because you're getting up and down all night. So there's a lot of things that don't get talked about with that. And I get in, I'll get into more of those as we get into each one of those topics in more detail. Um, okay. So that's how that, so, and that's why I picked that one. And then last but not least, we are a very constipated society. Um, <laughs> well, in more ways than one, but yeah. No, I know. And that's, darn, you, Marianne, you took my joke. That's one of my favorite oh, comments. I'm sorry. That's one of my, that's all right. No worries. You know, if somebody, all I can say is somebody had to say it. So, um, <laughs> no, we're, we, we're just a very, you know, people are just very constipated here um, in our country, for sure, around the world. The more modern it gets, I think it's pretty much everywhere. Um, but constipation, no one ever talks about it. I mean, I mean, it's funny because there are, thank goodness, there actually are commercials on television where they talk about constipation. Um, but I'm not necessarily a big fan of their suggestions. So, um, and, and I mean, granted, constipation maybe isn't necessarily an embarrassing situation, but it is an uncomfortable situation. Um, and it's not something that, you know, I don't know about you, Marianne, but anytime I bring up bowel habits with any one of my friends, and, and because of my health guy, I love to do it just to watch people squirm in their seat. Like, I, it's my way of, it's true, it's truly one of my ways to mess with people. Um, you know, even my kids here, my daughter's 16, my son's 21, even with them, I can bring up stuff like, so how's it going? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know. How many times a day do you go to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, or whatever? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. People don't normally have that conversation. And actually, being constipated can lead to a lot more serious health challenges. I think we all just think of it as not going to the bathroom or not going as much as you should. And, and or a lot of people may have constipation not even know they, they have it. They think that having a bowel movement once every, you know, a day or or once every two or three days is is good. And I'm like, no, it's not. I learned years ago. Uh, one, another one of my favorite sayings. So and <laughs> you're going to hate me at the end of the day um, <laughs> is, is for every train that goes in the station, a train has to leave. Meaning for every meal you have something similar and 
in quantity needs to go out your backside. And, and a lot of people, they'll have three or four meals in the mouth and they'll, they'll have just one small bowel movement out the backside and that leads to toxin buildup. So that, that's where I came up with these three things are basically three things that people just don't talk about Two of for sure people don't talk about. And the other one just can be really annoying and, and a, a major health issue. Right. And, and, you know, while we're on that subject of a major health issue, one thing that I was not aware of was that Elvis Presley died as a result of constipation. That, that I just, I didn't know. I, I just figured because of the his famousness, it, it was more of a drug overdose Drugs. type situation. Yeah, right. Yep, definitely. I mean, I, I always thought that. I, in all honesty, I still feel like it is. You know that, um, but there's so many mysteries behind that. <laughs> we could spend we could spend a whole show on Elvis, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, well, we yes, that certainly. So now, while we're on constipation, what is the herb that um, that eases that constipation? Oh, all right. So you and, and can I can I take a guess that um, this this herb is not one you the one you thought was exotic? Is that correct? Well, well, correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I think that was more of my publicist uh, attempt at, you know, you know, the publicists are there to make it sound great. Um, oh, or yes, at least well. make it initially. <laughs> so um, dandelion is the, uh, the herb that's awesome for uh, constipation. Um, and I think, you know, most people think of dandelions as just a nuisance herb um i am actually a huge fan of dandelion when it comes to like the greens being used for salads um the root uh is very high in minerals um it's actually one of my favorite one of my favorite plants um and it it was one of my first favorite plants too which is really interesting usually it's you know there are other things that come along that you're like supercharged about but dandelion um, uh, it has a unique effect. So most of the time when we have constipation and we go to the pharmacy, the, the majority of the things that people will buy when they really finally got to the point of being uncomfortable are stimulant laxatives. Stimulant meaning they make the body's, uh, they make your body's muscles that control uh, food moving through you. So the, from the minute you start to swallow your food, there's something called peristalsis that starts. And that's basically, if anybody's ever seen like a, a snake eat a rat, you know, on, on TV and they, you see the, this ball kind of slowly move through the snake and you can see the muscles of the snake kind of squeeze and relax, squeeze and relax. Well, that's what happens in our body. It's called peristalsis. And, and um, the, the medications that are often used that are over the counter and some some prescription ones even cause that muscle to contract more violently. And a matter of fact, if anybody's overtaken the, or taken too much of those types of things, you actually end up getting abdominal cramping, maybe even some nausea. And mm-hmm. if you've had enough water, if you've had enough water, you'll even get diarrhea. And right. my appro- my approach as a natural medicine expert is to really help people in supporting the body's mechanism. So dandelion doesn't stimulate you to have bowel movements. What it does is it works with your 
It supports the healthy digestion process in the body. So it helps your liver function better. And if your liver and your gallbladder are functioning better, you're going to produce bile and other other enzymes that help digest your food and, and get things moving along. So for me, dandelion is not only just super nutritious, but in the topic of constipation, it's one of my go-tos to help people. Um, and, and something it's not like you take it today, start using dandelion today, and tomorrow your bowels are running perfect. It's, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a slow, steady process, but the cool thing is gentle enough that if you are one of those millions, tens of millions of Americans with chronic constipation, it's something you can actually use on a daily basis so that you don't have, you don't have that problem anymore. That for, for every meal you eat, you will have a bowel movement. I'm not saying you eat right now and 20 minutes later you're going. It's not necessarily like that, but you will end up having three bowel movements or maybe, maybe just two. <laughs> maybe for some reason instead of three, three for three, you have uh, two for three. Um, right. But it is gentle and it is gentle and it does work with your body to do what it's supposed to do. Well, one of the things that I would like to add to it is you can harvest dandelion in your own backyard as long as you're not spraying with the whatever you spray, which I would recommend people not do that. But anyway, you can gather dandelion, but it tastes best before it goes into bloom. Now, you can still eat it, uh, but it's really bitter <laughs> when it blooms. It's true. It's true. And, um, and it's actually, it's funny, though. In my case, um, the if you're going to eat the, the greens after it's bloomed and they're really bitter, that's one that actually works the best for this top, for the topic of constipation. Um, in if anybody's done some like reading into maybe uh, Native American um, medicine and things, a lot of times uh, they would use bitter herbs um, with people that had digestive problems. Like bitter herbs are really awesome if you have heartburn or reflux or. Um, and it's funny if anybody's you know had any fashion these high fashion cocktails nowadays. Bitters are are back in the. Yeah. The, uh, the the cocktail arena. So um, uh, and and we're talking about you know in that case they just made an alcohol extract of bitters. I'm not condoning alcohol here. I'm just saying like that's an, like that's the same concept. They're, they're bitter. They're called bitters, and they really anytime you can buy bitters or an herb that is bitter, um, it's one of its top benefits to the body is it supports healthy digestion. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's that is great to know because you know even lettuce when it goes to bloom will be very bitter. But uh, in any case, let's move on to the next thing. I know we could talk about constipation all day, but uh, let's talk about this prostatitis uh, or enlarged prostate. Now. A lot of people are familiar with saw palmetto uh, for prostate health. What herb do you recommend? Uh, I recommend a really cool herb that I only learned about a little over a year ago. The uh, herb is called Krilla, C-R-I-L-A. Um, and I was actually introduced to Krilla 
by another uh, another radio host. Um, I was on this guy's radio program. He has a show that's syndicated on like nine stations out west, and um, and you know, just like you and I were, you know, have chatted between the breaks. Um, you know, uh, he and I were chatting, and he's about ten years older, and and we were talking about prostate health. I guess we're two of the weird guys that actually did talk about it <laughs> openly, <laughs> and uh, because it really is a topic that people don't really don't talk about because the, the symptoms and side effects of having it are embarrassing. But uh, he introduced me to Krilla. Um, and as I actually, um, you know, did some of my own due diligence. Uh, the reason I probably had never heard about it for, for centuries, um, it was used or um, by, uh, by basically royalty in, in Vietnam. Uh, oh. Asian, king, Asian kings and emperors, it, the herb was, historically kept just for them. Um, and it's really only been, you know, probably in the last, I'd have to say, I think it's 50 years that it's really been uh, getting more popular um, initially in Vietnam. And now I, I think the one thing that really just popped out for me on Krilla and and really grabbed my attention was there was a, a clinical trial done. And this, again, appeals to the pharmacist science guy and me, they did a two-month study with 157 men, and the results were super impressive. Um, the results show that 89% of the men in the, in the group uh, experienced significant support for their prostate health and the maintenance of normal urinary function. Um, and actually, a, a majority of them actually started noticing something in as little as two weeks, but the best results were after just two months and for anybody that's done anything in natural you know or medicinal herbs knows that often they take they can take three four even six months to really show how they're working so for this to work really quick and the things they experienced were that it helped them maintain like healthy prostate function they were fewer trips to the bathroom um it helped support their complete emptying the bladder um, and which is one of the reasons that you have to keep going back to the bathroom is that your bladder really never emptied when you have a prostate issue. Um, better, uh, you know, better sleep uh, throughout the night. Um, they were super thrilled that it worked quickly. So, um, I, so again, and Krill is something I incorporated into my supplement program about a year ago now, I guess, um, because I mentioned earlier when I, we. I briefly touched on the topic. Um, in my 40s, I actually had some prostate problems, and my issues were back then were because I rode a bicycle a lot, and that seat pushing on my prostate caused it to, you know, for me to get prostatitis. Oh, um, okay. It, if 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 a guy is listening right now, <laughs> or you have a special man in your life and you know they're having prostate problems, before you just willy-nilly go out and buy anything for prostate health, you know, or, or use what I'm using now, Krilla, at least get a diagnosis first. Um, you know, get a prostate exam, get further testing to make sure it's not something more serious. Don't just take something because you had the symptoms I mentioned earlier. Um, even I go to the doctor. Uh, even though I am a naturopathic doctor, I still go because there's certain things I can't really check for on myself and right. make sure it's not something more serious and then consider using something like this because 
you know, um, like I mentioned, dribbling. Well, David, let's uh, finish up that that thought uh, in a minute because we, unfortunately or fortunately, we do need to go on a break. So, folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Like many of us, do you feel constantly tired or run down? Weight gain, sugar addiction, stress, and other health issues wear down our bodies and our spirit. You can take control of these and get yourself back on track. Tune into Living Life Naturally with host Lynn Wadsworth. Lynn can help you lower or get rid of migraines, help you maintain a healthy weight, deal with hormone imbalances, and more. Listen live every Friday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase, and my guest today is David Foreman, the herbal pharmacist. Just before the break, we were talking about prostatitis, and the herb to ease that problem is Krilla, spelled C-R-I-L-A. Before we get back into that, David, how can people get connected with you? Uh, yeah, for one stop, whether it's social media or just email, just go to my website, herbalpharmacist.com, H-E-R-B-A-L-P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T.com, herbalpharmacist.com. Um, I'm the only person that sees the email, so if you have a question about today's topic or others, um, you can just click contact us. The email goes to me. Um, mention that you heard me on uh, on this program. And I will respond to you much faster than I would people who just out of the air found my website and asked me a question. So please do mention that you heard me on this program and I will respond to you much faster. Usually it's within a couple of days. 
Wonderful. Well, we were talking about Krilla just before the break, which uh, actually had an 89% success rate, if you want to say it that way, of men's improving of their prostate function. So now, where can a person find Krilla once they have been diagnosed with a prostate issue? Um, well, I would I would go to the internet and and find a location closest to you. That's the easiest way, I think. Krillahealth uh, dot com, I believe, is the website. Um, but you could easily do a, a you know Google internet search as well. Not well, pick your pick your search engine. I don't need to promote Google. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> pick your favorite search engine. Um, but Krillahealth dot com is the website that I use to order my my product. Good, good, wonderful. Now, our last condition that, that you wanted to talk about is asthma. And I think anybody who has asthma knows why it's an uncomfortable condition or situation. Um, and, you know, if somebody is in a room with somebody with asthma, they, they've already understood that there's this person just coughing uncontrollably and uh, that makes them uncomfortable because of our uh, cultural mores about coughing. Yes. Um, so now tell us about the herb that will ease this asthmatic condition. Uh, this is another one of those that goes back to my very beginning in, in the, in herbal medicine. That's how, actually, funny, that's how I created the name herbal pharmacist is my very beginnings in natural medicine, um, were primarily just with herbs. And this herb is called Lobelia, L-O-B-E-L-I-A. That's B as in boy, L-O-B-E-L-I-A. Um, in this case, um, I re- recommend using Lobelia if you could go to your health food store or more progressive pharmacies are carrying these things now, but buy the liquid extract that comes in a dropper bottle. Um, so Lobelia, if anybody's you know uh, ever heard of it, it, it used to be called Indian. Another name for it was Indian tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and here's the mind blower on this one. We, we talked earlier about how a lot of the medicines that we have nowadays, um, you know, uh, originated from a plant. And back when I was in pharmacy school and even for years after, um, there was a product you could buy over the counter that was a stop smoking product, um, that contained wobbling, um, which was which came from Obelia, and it was to help people get over the the urges for smoking. But Lobelia contains uh, lots of nutritional compounds and, and plant chemical compounds. Uh, but and and the mechanism of what's going on for someone that has asthma is when we have an asthma attack, the muscles around your bronchioles. Um, spasm or get tight. And when they get tight, it's just like if you squeezed in on a straw, there's a lot less room for air to move through. And that's what makes their breathing difficult. And so in modern medicine, they'll often prescribe uh, medications to help keep those muscles relaxed. And what lobelia can do is actually can act similar to those 
again, I'm not making a drug replacement comment here, but I've had people use lobelia throughout the day so that perhaps they, you know, their, um, those muscles were relaxed enough that they wouldn't, in some cases, have to reach for their rescue medications or didn't have the uh, frequency of asthma attacks that they used to. So this is one of those things that I would use with people. Um, another thing that happens with asthmatics is that if their mucus, um, which, you know, the, so mucus is supposed to be very thin in nature, and but because of, you know, we don't consume enough water or certain dietary uh, things that we do, like eating dairy, uh, it will thicken that mucus up. And, and that's one of the worst things for someone with asthma is you want to keep that mucus really very thin to the point where mm-hmm. you really don't know it's there. And lobelia is one of the strongest plants that I can recommend to help keep that mucus thin. Um, and so, and, and sometimes as addicts or even just people with bronchitis, they get that chunky stuff and it's chunky because it's gotten thick and lobelia will help the body, you know, kind of remove that, uh, you know, remove that from your, your airways. So again, it's not a replacement for any medications. Um, and the liquid extract is really the best way to, to go. It's it, for me, I've even had little kids put drops under their tongues instead of drinking it um, off of a spoon, and uh, and it usually works in about thirty minutes. That's that's quick. That's really quick. And you know, when you're having an asthma attack, uh, quick is the word of the day. And so now, then this isn't going to replace, or will it replace the rescue inhaler or? The asthma medications. No, um, no, I I wish I could say that. The reality is, though, is that the last the time that I say that, oh yeah, it's going to, you know, someone's going to have a, you know, again, in natural things work slower. They're a lot gentler. They're not, you know, they're not a real kick in the pants type of thing. So I'd have to say no for sure on this one. Um, you know, I know people that have been able to, you know, reduce, like they'll notice they've reduced having to use, they, you know, they know that maybe, uh, once a day they might have to use their rescue inhaler and, and, you know, after using Lobelia for a little while, they, they might notice that they don't have, they, they haven't really had to use it. Maybe they only had to use it, you know, uh, once every four or five days. Um, those are the kinds of feedback I get from people. You know, is it possible? Yeah, I think it is possible. But you know, the, for, but for people to sit there and, and hear me saying you can you can do it, you know, that might happen for you. You know, I don't want them to leave their rescue inhaler at home and then right. be in a place where they need it. So you need to keep you need to take those things with you. Yeah, this is one of those things that's natural. It's going to have a lot less side effects, um, and it, you know, it could help keep you know it could help you cut down on medication usages. Um, but especially, you know, for me, asthma can be life or death. And for a lot of people, it, you know, it definitely can be that, um, I would never want somebody to be without their, their, I'd rather have you have your rescue inhaler and be a real nuisance to carry around and you'd be alive than for you to leave it at home and be that one time where you really needed it and you didn't have it. So uh, I encourage people (laughs) to, uh, you know, again, work closely with your healthcare provider on all these topics. But this is probably the most serious of the three. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I look at all three of these conditions and realize that uh, many of them, uh, even asthma, can be improved or even uh, eliminated in, in the case of constipation and prostatitis by a lifestyle change. And uh, it, it's a tough thing. So now, here's, here's I'm going to throw you a kind of a curveball here, David. Good. What, what would be one other condition that you would pick out? You said earlier that uh, you're, with the help of your publicist, that's why you came up with these three. What other condition might you pick to tell us about? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many. I think, you know, probably the, one of the, I will pick one in one second, but I do want to, I want to add on to what you just said about the conditions and, and like that you're seeing that natural medicine plays an important role in all of these. I can tell you that my, my feeling and my observation is that lifestyle changes. And again, not just necessarily popping a pill to cure your ill. The answer is not always just a nerve. I, I preach balance and diet, exercise, spirituality, and supplements. But I can tell you, I don't, I don't believe there's a health challenge that people have that just by changing their lifestyle and doing the right thing on a daily basis, that they, they, I feel like in all health challenges, people can get back to the health that they lost because they were having a poor lifestyle. I used to have, um, so here's a good example, allergies. Um, it sort of segues off of, um, off, of, uh, off of asthma because a lot of asthma right. is caused by allergies, although there's a lot of emotional um, mental health links to asthma as well, especially in children. But let's take allergies. I was a, I had horrible allergies as a kid. Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. You know, antihistamines and decongestants and, oh, uh, it was miserable, and and back in the uh, late eighties, I um, I dated someone in high school that her her dad had a farm, and I can tell you that you know for years, uh, you know he would ask me to go in the barn and help him, and I could last five minutes, and I, I my allergies were so bad by being in the barn that within five minutes I had to leave, or or I would end up with an asthma attack, and I never had asthma, but that's how bad it was for me. Right. Yeah. And, and I can I can tell. <laughs> I can tell people right now that if you're an allergy sufferer, and based on the sheer volume of commercials for allergy medications I see on TV, I know there's tens of millions of people that suffer from either chronic allergies or seasonal allergies. And I can tell you the number one thing that I do for people is to modify your lifestyle. And like in my case, I found out actually was highly sensitive to gluten. So when I removed gluten from my daily diet, um, I was able to go in the barn. I could spend hours in there. I even swept it out. And here's why. You're, you're, when you have allergies, it's your immune system's response to something foreign to you. And, right. and, and the immune system is like that st- the story of the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, the camel's back is your immune system and how your body responds. And, and the minute you add that last thing in, that last foreign thing in, is when the camel's back breaks, basically. Your immune system just, it, 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 it becomes too weak and can't handle it. And then when that happens, in, in my case, I had horrific allergies. And so since you can't, in, in the case of allergies, you can't stop breathing or you'll die, um, you can't really modify your, your 
air environment, but so much. Um, so for me, it was more about finding out what other straw was weakening my immune system. And for me, one of the major weakening things was gluten. So when I removed gluten, which was a lot of straw on the camel's back, um, <laughs> my immune system had a lot more room to, to operate, and I no, I no longer had allergy problems. So now if I cheat and have gluten, usually within a couple of days, my I get that congestion, I get sneezy, watery eyes, and I know, hey, you know what, I cheated. So that's another great example. I mean, there are herbs, um, stinging nettle, uh, butter burr are great herbs for people with allergies, but in most cases, find out what you're hypersensitive to, remove it, and you probably won't have allergies ever again. Well, that's absolutely the the absolute truth. Our gut, our health of our gut, which when you have an unhealthy gut is leading to that constipation and et cetera, ad nauseum. Well, we just have a couple minutes left to uh, talk about your fourth thing that uh, or, or what did you just talk about that with <laughs> the oh, allergies no i just kind of did yeah i think that was a great segue and it was another it's another challenge like but so allergies would really be another example i mean i, I can uh, you name a health challenge uh, you know it it doesn't necessarily have to be embarrassing or annoying um but there's always seems to be a lifestyle choice that uh people with type 2 diabetes 99% of you um, are, you know, type 2 diabetic, not because your pancreas isn't producing enough insulin and you're getting old like it used to be. It's because you're not getting enough exercise and you're consuming the wrong food. So there's another great example of a condition where modifying lifestyle, and there are herbs that definitely help and minerals like chromium and magnesium and, uh, and such that work really well to help with balancing sugar. But you know, you said lifestyle, and for me, the number one lifestyle health issue we have in our country right now, other than being overweight, is type two diabetes. Because right. the major, you know, if people just ate right, got their exercise, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't have a problem with diabetes. And I hate when well, I hear David, I say, hate to interrupt oh, you, but oh, uh, you know, it's come time for the end of the show. Awesome. And Thank I do so want to remind me. everybody that you can get a hold of David by going to his website, theherbalpharmacist.com. I'd also like to remind everybody what we talk about on this show is the heart. I'm not talking about that beating heart. I am talking about the heart that says, I love you with all my heart, heart. And King Solomon said thousands of years ago, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the healing whisper of return to peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Oh,